Good morning. You are with Aisha. This is Black Girl from Eugene. And today is my first day back from Hawaii. I left Hawaii, I left Eugene on the 10th of September, I think it was, because the smoke here was so bad. Um, my kids were getting sick. My, young, my youngest daughter, who's 16 now, was getting, had a bloody nose. My grandchildren were sleeping crazy long hours. Um, it just wasn't healthy. My head was hurting, everything. The fire was 16 miles away from the house. So we, my sister lives in Hawaii and uh, Oahu. We just decided to get the hell up out of here, jumped on a plane and was out. Uh, we just got back last night or yesterday. Um, and I wanna say thank you so much to my sister Naima for hosting the family. Um, of six like on a random totally unplanned <laughs> uh, you know rescue trip so thank you so much we had such a good time I'm feeling brown I love it and I'm tired and I'm happy and we were in the beach every single day we got to catch the sunset every single day um, my sister was making food for us every single day it was super super nice to just get away and get with family and um, and just kind of reflect and recharge and um, it was amazing. So now I'm back in Eugene and I have a coat on because I'm freezing, like freezing. But, um, but anyway, I'm, I, it's, I may warm up, I don't really know, but this is what you got today. So um, I wanna say thank you to everybody for holding on, hanging on, watching my video from Hawaii, last week's video um, on Facebook Live was from a beach called Akees there next to the house. And we talked about tourism and white supremacy and the things that we were noticing while we were in Hawaii. Well, I was noticing while we were in Hawaii and my sister, of course, was my guest. And it was a really, really co cool video. There's ocean scenes the whole entire time. Um, unfortunately, we weren't able to record it for my podcast. So podcast listeners, if you're uh, wanting to, to watch it, it's on Facebook Live um, and listen to it. And Facebook Live, folks, if you haven't catched it, caught it, catched it, <laughs> I am so tired. Uh, if you haven't caught it, you should be able to go back and watch it. Um, it's a good video. So I was going to come in and talk to you guys because you it was just, it's been so crazy coming back and doing all of this stuff. And I was like having all of these thoughts and having all these things um, as I was in Hawaii and I was going to come back to Eugene and I was going to be all fired up. Um, and of course, you know, when you get here, you're like, oh, I got, I like want to lay down and just sleep for four days straight. But I thought this was super funny what happened to me on the airplane. So I wanted to share it with you guys. I don't think this is gonna be an hour long, but <laughs> but I had to tell you, because it was awesome. Um, so I wanted to, before I get into my story time, I wanted to say that um, everyone who got your merchandise, I'm so, so happy that you like it. I'm getting all these DMs who like, I got the merchandise, I love it, love it, love it. I'm so happy. I know I have a link up for merchandise and it goes and it says the store is closed because the store the promo sale is closed um, i'm working on getting shirts uh delivered to me and and uh, um, bags and uh, sweatpants and beanies and we're going to have them all designed and we're going to be able to have them directly from the website uh which is uh black www.blackgirlfromeugene.org um and then what you'll see there is there'll be a merchandise piece where you can click onto it and you'll be able to buy it directly from us versus the shop and give us about a week or so to get that together, maybe two weeks. Um, I will definitely announce when it's ready. But if you guys did purchase shirts, which it looks like a lot of people did, thank you so much. Send me a, um, a picture of you in it if you want, and I can if you don't mind being uh, blasted on the website, because <laughs> I'll put you on the website so everyone can see the shirts and this hoodies and everything on you. I've got my hoodie on the way. And um, my whole team, got, I uh, have hoodies. We're gonna get up there and show our pictures too. So it would be amazing if you guys wanna show me pictures. Just send them to my DM and I will definitely add you to the website and you will be uh, on front page. <laughs> um, thank you again to my Patreons. I know it's a tough time. Pa passing $5 on is, um, is not going over my head. I know even $5 is, it can be tough in times, especially when we're uh, going towards this election, fires, winter, school starting in the craziest, weirdest way. So I really appreciate everybody who has continued to support me and who will support me through Patreon. Um, it does give me 
the latitude and the fortitude to continue doing this work, so I really appreciate that. And if you haven't donated yet, $5 does make a huge difference. Patreon and uh, it's like Black Girl from Eugene underscore one, $5, guys. Thank you so much. Um, so back to my story. All right. So like I said, when I first got on, I just came back from Hawaii. So I was coming, visiting my family there. So I was coming back. I'm sitting on the plane. And y'all know how you're sitting on the plane and everybody starts walking down the aisle and you kind of checking people out. Now, when I flew to Hawaii, um, I'm going to say Hawaiian Airlines did a really good job of making sure that everybody was like six feet apart and everything smelled like alcohol. So I'm just assuming that was like a lot of cleaning going on. Uh, people were like, we had like spaces in between us and there's like seats in between and we were spaced out. So I was like, okay, cool. So me, I got, you know, five other people with me counting the two babies that my daughter had, has twin sons and then my toddler son and my daughter and myself, right? So we, on the way there, we're good. We're spread out. We're good. We know nobody's going to sit next to us because we got a whole family, a whole gang of us, right? So we're like, good. So on the way back, um, true Hawaiian style, like, okay, first of all, we're flying Alaskan back. Um, Alaskan generally was a, is a good airline, but I'm like suspect of them right now. So we all have our masks on. The, the, you know, the three-year-old is like fighting the mask hardcore. Uh, so we're, we have, a, have our mask on. We're doing our thing. And I'm sitting down. And I'm seeing all these people come on. And I'm just like, okay, first of all, how are we all going to be spread out if this shit is packed? This is like a packed plane. So I'm not, I'm not stoked. So we're sitting here and every and we're going to Seattle, first of all. We all know, I love my Seattle people, but we all know Seattle been struggling. It's getting better now. But I'm like, okay, so these are all folks going hopefully to Seattle or past Seattle. So I'm a little nervous. So we're sitting there and we're on the plane and they, I have the kids are spread out there and there's me and my grandson and there's one more seat next to me. And we're spread out thinking, well, we got our seats, it's all good. So um, I'm looking at the, the crowd walking by and I see this dude, a white dude, kind of scruffy, you know, but he's got, and I hate to say this, but he's got an American flag bandana that he, like, that he pulled up over his face, it's covering his nose under his eyes, and it's a, the American flag, it's kind of dingy too, and it's like hanging down to his chest, and I'm like, oh lord, because you already know, like, I'm sorry, but the American flag has become a symbol for most people, uh, black folks and brown folks, that, that depending on how you're displaying your American flag, whether you are trouble or not. The American flag is not a symbol of ease for black folks right now. It's not a symbol of ease for brown people right now. Um, and the people who do have the American flag up who's like, I'm reclaiming this country, I get it. I appreciate you, the black folks who do that. I appreciate you and I get it. But first of all, I would like to say I need to ask questions first because I'm seeing that and I'm like, look, especially when it's white guys on a big ass truck, that does not mean <laughs> Patriot, the patriot, the patriotism that they're showing is not the kind that includes me, and so it's a red flag for me. That American flag sticks up. So his little beard, his bushy beard underneath this big old dingy American flag thing, was a signal, right? And I was like, oh lord, like keep walking, keep walking, keep walking, because you know what I was wearing, y'all. I was where is it? I thought I had it with me. I don't have it. I, I had my Black Lives Matter mask on. You know I did. And of course, everywhere I was, what did I didn't see no Black Lives Matter in Hawaii. We'll talk about that another time. Look at the previous video. It explains why ain't nobody talking about Black Lives Matter in, um, in Hawaii. But, and that's a generalization. Don't have me. But anyway, so I wore my, my, um, my Black Lives Matter. So I'm wearing my Black Lives Matter mask, and he got his American mask. And I'm thinking, okay, just keep on walking. Just keep on walking. I don't even want him to look at me. I'm looking like... My face expression is like, don't, 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 <laughs> not today. <laughs> so guess what, y'all? Guess what? Like everything else, of course, of course he's the man who has to sit next to me. Of course he is the person that has the seat next to me. Why, ancestors, do you do shit like that? Okay, so the flight is five and a half hours long. It ain't that bad, but really, y'all, really? So he's like, oh, excuse me, it looks like I'm 28. And I'm like, of course, of course you're 28. Yeah, why not? So I was like, oh, okay. Um, that's funny because we're all one family and considering COVID, I'm trying to be respectful. So I'm wondering if this is a mistake because you shouldn't really be sitting right next to me if you're not a part of my family. And you know what I, what I really meant <laughs> when I said that. But anyway, so I just said, you're not... I mean, really, I'm not really sure if this is right. But go ahead. This is your seat. I see your seat. Go ahead. Have your seat. Excuse me, stewardess. <laughs> Trust me, I did. 
I was like, um, I, I realized everybody's still getting on the plane, but can we explain the COVID protocol with me and this gentleman sitting next to me, shoulder to shoulder, and I don't know this fool. I mean, I don't know him at all, and we don't know each other, and I know we got masks on, but can I sit in that empty seat? And she said, ma'am, um, the, the, the flight is full, so technically, uh, he can sit there. I said, oh, I'm not having an attitude. I, said, I, I, I would, I'm sure the man is very nice. And then he's sitting next to me. <laughs> he's sitting right next to me. I said, I'm sure he's very, I'm sure he's pleasant. That's not my point. I'm just trying to do the, the protocol that's all over, you know, the United States. I'm trying to follow the protocol. And I, and I see that you all are packing the plane. And I'm wondering if we got other options, you know. And she said, no, ma'am, we do not. So I said, ah, how can I get out of this so I, of course I'm already like trying to climb over the seat like I don't want to do this so anyway so here he is Trump supporter now I okay y'all he didn't say he was a Trump supporter yet he just said you know the American flag just spoke to me okay <laughs> spoke to me so he's sitting next to me and he's you know of course he's like talky 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 now I talk a lot but I don't just be picking random strangers to talk their ear off for five hours straight. Homie definitely does. So I was like, all right, I'm, I'm gonna try to, you know, play with my grandson. It's nighttime, we took a night flight. So I'm like, okay, look, let's try to, you know, you tired, don't fall asleep on me, boy. <laughs> I'm like, you tired, you want snacks? Okay, let's eat, let's snacks, let's do this. So anyway, homie, of course, I love kids. I said, oh yeah? <laughs> to say I definitely wasn't trying to be friends I love kids as long as they ain't mine that's what he says I said ha 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 <laughs> that's nice um, so we keep talking I said yeah it's my grandson he's like, oh, oh he's cute I said yeah he sure is I'm looking like please cost we too close okay so I'm trying to be you know I'm not being rude I'm just trying not to engage so he, of course, is trying to keep engaging with me. And I'm like, all right, okay. We're going to be sitting next to each other. So, all right, homie, let's talk. What, what, how you doing, sir? How you doing? Oh, you know, I'm, I'm moving away from Hawaii. I've been here 17 years. I said, wow, you've lived here 17 years and you're moving away? Yeah, the world's getting crazy. It's time for me to go. Now I'm thinking to myself, the world's getting crazy. It's time for you to go. From Hawaii? And so I'm like, so where are you going? He said, y'all, y'all, he said Florida or Georgia line and or North Carolina. So I'm like, oh, <laughs> so that's where you're going. Okay. Uh, family there, sir? No, no. Just world getting crazy. It's time for me to get, get to a different spot. I said, is it getting crazy in Hawaii? Now, I know I've been there three weeks and ain't nothing crazy going on except for a bunch of Trump supporters in Hawaii gentrifying Hawaii, kicking the brown folks out. If you ever want to understand colonization in 2020, Hawaii is a perfect example. Um, so I'm like, mm, so you're leaving. It's funny. I, it's weird. you know. So he keeps talking to me, and now grandson, his homie left me hanging, fell asleep. So now I'm here with you know homie, and um, we're having a conversation now, and I'm thinking to myself like, oh, okay. He seems like a nice guy. Generally, if you, you know, old white dudes that like, you know, or into okay I won't even go there <laughs> I at this point am not confirmed that he is a Trump supporter yet so he's sitting next to me we're having a conversation so of course he's talking I'm talking he's got a really heavy Boston accent really heavy Boston accent and so he's like oh yeah you know I got 12 brothers I said oh my god you had 12 brothers and he said and one sister I said oh I feel so sorry <laughs> for your one sister so far, we're conversating pleasantry. It's all right. I'm just waiting for the bomb to drop because the whole time I didn't take off my Black Lives Matter uh, mask. Now, I will admit there was some points in this part where I was kind of like, I don't, I don't even want to t discuss my Black Lives Matter. I don't want to discuss your Trumpism. So I just want to like act like I can't see you. But we are shoulder to shoulder. That shit didn't work for very long. So, so he busts out his laptop. This is after several minutes of pleasantries. You know, family, this, that, living places, this, that, blah, blah. Seems cool, right? Now, my daughters are over there, and they're looking at me, and they are laughing. They're asking, they are laughing. And they're like, oh, my God, my mom is stuck with this dude talking to her. And you know she don't want to do that for five hours. And they're over there giggling. 
So he's so they're listening to me, and homie is from Boston, so you already know he's loud, and he has twelve brothers and sisters. He really loud. <laughs> Excuse me. So then he's like, so then he's like, oh yeah, my sisters are my brothers, and he's got oh my mask is is over my mouth, so I can barely you know talk to you. So he's like really being loud. He's got nose plugs in, so he's like really can't hear himself. So I'm like, okay. So we talk and talking. So he gets out his laptop. And this is where, this is how he's trying to tell me. Like, I already know, but this is how he's going to try to tell me. He gets out his laptop, and on the top of his laptop, it says, Trump 2020. <laughs> it says, uh, I get along with everybody, but, but F-tard liberals. All, girl, look, all over the laptop. So I'm sitting here like, you know how you do when you've got your face straight, but your eyes be looking over it, and I'm like looking over it, and I'm like, confirmed, check, I knew it. I knew it. So, um, so now I got a dilemma because now it's confirmed, and here I am with my Black Lives Matter, and there he is with his Trump, and I'm like, do I bring it up? Do I bring it up, right? <laughs> and I'm like, can I just pretend like I don't care? To can I just like not? Y'all already know the answer. You know I can't not. So I was sitting here like, how do I bring this up without making this like antagonistic? Cause I got my kids, and I don't want to have to look possessed. <laughs> Let me just. How am I going to do this? So I'm sitting here and I'm like, okay. He did that on purpose. I'm not stupid. He did it on purpose. And um, and again, he's trying to be really pleasant. Um, and so I, I'm sitting, look, I'm so, I swear to God, I sat there for like, I would say good five minutes thinking about how I could start this conversation without sounding antagonistic. It was really hard. So I just said, I just said, it. I said, hey, I see you're a Trump supporter. Um, how you feeling about homie being sick? <laughs> no, I didn't say homie, but I said how you feel about him <laughs> being sick. And he said, "Oh, I don't, I don't really care. Um, I don't believe in COVID." I said, "Oh Lord, why did, why did, why did I do it? What did I, what did I do? Why did I get myself? <laughs> Damn it! I just wasn't. Never mind. Never mind. Oh, I got five hours. Never mind. I couldn't back out at this point. So I said, "Oh, so you, oh, so you don't, you don't believe." In COVID, and he's like, "No." I said, "Oh, um, so you just got that mask?" He, oh, you know, but you know that people, other people get really nervous. They just make they get nervous. So I put it on, you know, to make everybody else happy. I said, and, "And you went and bought them extra ass nose plugs." I mean, like extra nose plugs, just to make other people happy. He said, "Yeah." I said, "Oh, you must be a nice guy then." And he kind of giggled, ha ha ha. I said, "Oh, okay." And he said, "You know." Um, where are you from? I said, I'm from Oregon. Uh, yeah, he said, oh, from that one place? I said, what, Portland? He said, yes. He said, yeah, you know, everybody was behind that George Floyd thing. Y'all, the facial expressions, I was checking them hard. I was like, oh, Lord, the George Floyd thing. So he said, yeah, everyone was behind the George Floyd thing, you know, until the, until the, uh, until the protesters went and went and violated and started rioting. And I said, Help me, help me, ancestors, help me now. <clears throat> help. <laughs> so I said, oh, yeah, Portland and the protesters. Yeah, I said, so you know, everyone was behind. 97% of the country thought that was the right thing to do until the protesters messed it up. There was that, that Antifa, you know, and I said, oh, yeah, I'm not, and I'm thinking in my head, I'm not going here. I can't. I can't go here because if anybody's going to get kicked off the plane, it's going to be me and my family. I can't. So I said, yeah, that's unfortunate. It really isn't what it looks like, but I see what you're saying. And he said, yeah. He said, yeah. And I said, you know what? Um, hmm. So if you don't believe in, um, in uh, you know, COVID, I said, that's interesting. And I like that you're like thinking of other people. Got to spin it on them, y'all. Got to spin it on them. Thinking of other people just wearing that mask, even though, you know, buying the extra nose plugs, even though you don't, you don't really believe in it. Appreciate that. And he was like, well, uh, yeah, yeah, I guess, I guess. I said, yeah, yeah. I said, so, um, you all right with everything with Trump? Um, so I just don't understand it. You're in the military too? He said, yeah. I said, oh, okay. So talk to me about that a little bit more. So we started talking. And he's a fool. <laughs> there wasn't nothing about he, what he was saying that I hadn't heard from straight Fox News directly from Fox News. It was almost verbatim. And so I had to stop him. I said, look, I, I mean, I want to talk to you about this because, you know, sometimes I, it's curious to know what y'all are thinking. And I don't understand it. So I'm trying to understand what you think. 
you know, um, with with the way that he talks and the way that he speaks, I said, no, it feels like he's just up there clowning people, and it's not really about anything that has to do about the people. And he said, well, you know, the most thing that he does is because, you know, I, I don't like him as a person. I don't like him as a person. But I like what he does with the numbers. And I said, with the numbers? He said, yeah, you know, employment's the best it's ever been. And blah, 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 blah. And I said, oh. I said, yeah, you know what? I remember what, I know what you're talking about. He said, yeah, you get it. I said, no, that's not what I said. <laughs> I said, no, I know what you're talking about. That his promise was to hit 3% with the employment rate. And, he, and I'm looking over because that's where he was sitting next to me. Yeah, I said, yeah. And he did do that. He said, yeah, I said, for about two weeks. And he said, <laughs> he said, but he did it. I said, for two weeks. I said, that's not, that's not improvement. I said, what I need to see is improvement at the lowest levels of the society. And then I will talk about whether or not he's making any changes. The lowest level of society are the poorest people in the country. So we went and we started talking about that. And he started talking about how he really believes that students, we started talking about education. And he said how, you know, um, the education system that he really believes that school choice should be a thing. I said, school choice is a thing. He said, school choice is not a thing. Nowhere in the United States is there school choice. I said, sir, how old are you? <laughs> he said, I am, uh, what do you say, like 60-something, 65, 58, I don't know, 59, somewhere. He wasn't that old, but he was, you know, old, a little bit older. He said, like, 59 or something. And I said, okay. I said, look, I went to school. I said, my kids all um, enjoy school choice. They, we, we choose the schools that we go to. He said, is that anywhere in the state of Oregon? I said, no, it's just within the county. He said, well, I think you should be able to take your kids anywhere in the state of Oregon. I said, that's not what DeVos is saying. You realize that, right? I said, you realize that the whole voucher system and the school, I said, is, is an elitist privatizing school system? He said, well, it's public. I've never, public school, girl, look, we went on and on and on and on and on. I said to him, look, I really appreciate your perspective. He said, well, you're not going to change my mind. I said, I didn't come here to change your mind. Matter of fact, I, I, I didn't even start this conversation. I don't want to change your mind. You got your own thing to do. You and I are coming from two different perspectives. So I just want you to understand that, like, there's two different perspectives. There's more than two perspectives to be considered. And I don't, that's the problem that I have with Trump is that he only talks to one type of person. And I said, and when I'm talking to you, and he was listening to me, I said, I hear you sounding just like Trump. And I'm asking you to think deeper, a little bit more critical thinking about your opinion. Even if your opinion is different than mine, I just don't want to hear the same damn thing that Trump said. I want to hear what you really think. Don't copy Trump. You know, and he said, well, I don't think I'm copying him. I said, well, then tell me something different. Tell me why. Explain to me. Try to convince me. And he said, well, I'm not here to convince anybody. I said, I, you know, I do what I do. And I said, oh, I, I wasn't sure because I saw you with the Trump stickers. I saw you with the libtard sticker. I thought you were trying. He goes, yeah, I just did that to push your buttons. I said, oh, you put those stickers on to push my buttons? Those stickers have been there a long time, homie. <laughs> he said, oh, no, I just liked to. So now all of a sudden he's not a Trump supporter, really. He is just there to make other people uncomfortable and start difficult conversations. This is where he's alleges that he was going with his all of his American flag and all of his you know Trump supporting stickers and all of his libtard stickers that looked like they weren't brand new on his computer um, and so he basically was just saying he just likes to start mess so I said okay um, I get that you know and he and the whole time that we're talking we're talking he's like basically he wants to go forward with what he's saying but then he wants to go back with what he's saying and I said what is it that you keep like backpedaling like are you are you for the man or are you not for the man? Are you, what is it that you are really invested in? He said, the money. He said, look, he, I don't care if he steals from me or anybody. If he makes me 24% higher in income and he steals 1% from me, that's fine. And I said, what in the hell, what are you talking about? He said, because the other guys who's not stealing from me, they only gonna make me 12% more money. The silence is real because I was like, oh, so you're saying the money means more to you than the morality of the people or the person. And he was like, uh, he stood there for a second. He's like, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm telling you I don't like him as a man. I said, yeah, you're telling me you don't like him as a man. You're telling me you don't even agree. But at the same time, you keep spewing the stuff that he is saying that would say that you do agree because you don't have any other arguments. And I'm not even trying to argue with you. I'm just really trying to see your point of view. So I said, but you're telling me that the money that he would, that you would earn off the, of his 
back alley ways of doing business is okay for you, even if he's stealing from you, because you're still making more money. He said, yes. I said, all right, now I, got, now I get it. Now I get it. <clears throat> to myself, you're an idiot. I didn't say nothing else. That's why I said, okay, so yeah, I get it. So he, then he said, oh, we start talking about science. I said, you don't believe in science either? I said, I mean, I'm just trying to make, see how you and Trump align. So how are you in the science thing, you know? He said, yeah, I don't believe in science. I said, oh, okay. All right. He said, you believe? I said, of course I believe in science. <laughs> I, have an, I, have a, I, have a nurse, I have a nursing degree. I, oh, yes, I believe in science. I said, didn't you just say you were on Atkins diet? He said, yeah. I said, and you don't believe in science? <laughs> he said, what's that got to do with science? <clears throat> I said, you realize what they do in the Atkins diet, Atkins diet, how they figured out to that your body can metabolize differently if you consume more meat than you do, uh, than you do carbs, then that your body will then trick itself into being into ketosis, which is ketosis meaning that the fat your body will then burn fat uh, in replacing it. I said, do you understand? Said, yeah, and, and yeah, I heard that. That's why. That's why I like to eat the meat and the fat. I said, that's all science, buddy. <laughs> Sorry, it's all science. You can all talk about like he was saying to me that it's calling global warming and calling uh, climate change, making them two, uh, making them uh, the same thing, and making them two different things when they really are the same thing. And I was just like, wow, I can't believe that you're so confused. I said, so can we talk about go back to the education part and think that if maybe the education system was a little bit stronger maybe a little bit more robust, then we would really have a better understanding about what climate change is really about, about what global change is really about, really what about science, period, so you can really understand how ketosis and how we figured out what ketosis is and how ketosis works inside your body and figure all that out. Is the same type of science? Can we agree? He said, well, I don't think about it like that. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, what do you mean you don't think about it like that? Well, how the hell do you think about it? What do you think it is? Magic? I just couldn't, I couldn't, and he giggled when I said that. I said, you think it's magic? <laughs> he said, no. I said, oh my goodness, and he started laughing. And I, he said, look, I'm not saying that it's good or bad. I said, well, what are you saying? If, you don't, if you're voting for Trump, you're voting against what makes common sense. It's, if you don't understand it, it doesn't mean it's wrong. And he said, well, if I don't understand it, he, I, what I'm most important about is the numbers. He's like, I'm for the numbers. I said, so you would sell out. This whole plane, my children, everyone else, just so that you can make more money? He said, well, I don't look at it like that. I said, but that's what it is. He said, you're not going to change my mind. I'm not trying to. <laughs> I'm just speaking my point. So then I leaned into his fact that he was from the military. Because he was trying to say that Trump really wasn't racist. Y'all will not believe. You will believe. You will believe what he said to me. I'm about to tell you, but you're going to believe it. I couldn't believe it. But I could believe it. You know what I'm saying? So... <laughs> so, I we started talking about race. We all, we had to, we had to, right? It was coming. We had to do it. <clears throat> so I said, "Look, I'm not about to get into this with you because I don't really want to argue." I said, "This is what I do for a living. I do race, equity, and inclusion training and conversations." I said, "We don't want to get into it." He said, "Well, well, train me then." I said, "No, you ain't, you ain't got the money. <laughs> you ain't got the money." He giggled. Ha ha ha. I giggled. Ha ha ha. I'm not really playing with him. So we sit here and we start we start talking about race. And he starts talking about um, he said, I do like black people. I like I like all kinds of people. He said, but I don't see what what give me an example because he's a Trump supporter. Give me an example of when he's been racist. I said, look, I can't I don't have the time. We only have a five hour flight. And trust believe me, I ain't writing down everything he has to say. I said, but let me lean into you for a second. He said, What? I said, You are a military man. Yeah. Yep. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. You're a military man. So you agree that in the military, there are things, there are symbols and, and, um, and directions and verbiage and colloquialisms and uh, all of these different symbols that people, civilians, we don't know. They will go right past us, we won't recognize it. And because we're not used to looking for it, we actually don't even see it. There'll be things in the, in the paintings, there'll be, there, there'll be symbols in the writing on the walls, and we don't see it. But people who are trained to recognize it are people who've lived in the military know what it means. Yeah. Is it possible? Just is it possible, sir? <laughs> and I didn't call him sir this whole time, this is me now, trust. So I sat there and I just said, is it possible that if a black woman, me, is sitting here telling you that rape, that he is racist and dangerous, and not only is he dangerous, he's threatening my whole community in the whole United States. 
in ways that you may not recognize because you, sir, are not black. Therefore, you, again, would not understand what I see because I am trained and grew up and know and understand the symbols that he is throwing out with every word that he says, with his gesture, the way he stands, the way he stands up there and who he talks to, who he grabs as his black supporters are all symbols to black people. We know what it means. And I'm telling him we know what it means because we recognize racism. We recognize racism in every single form. Whether or not you do, we do. So if I'm telling you that what he just did was a call to battle black folks, to a, a racist uh, rhetoric, best believe that you just don't see it because it's not for you. And now that did make him pause for just a moment. Pause for just a moment. Because then what he did, which we all know he would do, is say, what about... And I looked at him with the biggest side eye. I said, what? And he said, Candace Owens. I said, don't even go there with me. <laughs> Literally, I just put my hand up. I said, stop right there. I said, not every black person. You look at that skin color. I said, let me let you understand. Every black person he prays up there ain't nobody up there for black people. And I'm telling you that as a black person. Nobody up there. There's no black Republicans. Why did the Republican vote, the black vote, increase by 20% for black Republicans? I said, look. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna battle you on your statistics. I said because I'm. I'm not gonna tell you about your statistics and how your statistics work and don't work. But I'm gonna let you know. The first thing that you have got to understand while you're talking to black people, don't bring up Candace Owens as an example. That's some real, real weak, weak direction that you're going with that. Well, she's black, so now I gotta go into this, y'all. And I and I didn't want to because it's a waste of my time. It's a waste of my time. And so I just said, you know what, let me just let you understand. Just like, how, I said, how do you feel about white folks who, who support Black Lives Matter? Are they traitors to you? Do you feel like they, they don't understand? Well, to each his own, to each his own. I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. So to each his own with Candace Owens. She ain't re representing nothing black. Let me just put that out there for you, okay? She, every time, I said, there's definitely mental illness. There's definitely self-hate. And there's definitely the dollar bill. So just like you. How you would sell out your people for your money, for your extra 24%, so is she. That doesn't mean that you represent your cause in any better light than she does. She is not representing black folks, but I bet she's getting paid very well to say that she knows best about what black people do and don't know. So let's just put that out there. He was listening, and then he after, after I got on him about his Atkins, he offered me some Atkins uh, food, and I was like, oh sure. So we're sitting, now, we, now we're eating together, y'all. Now we're eating together. So funny. My dad was like, Mom, from the other aisle, she looks at me, she goes, she moused me. Don't take food from a Trump supporter. <laughs> I was dying. I was like, girl, stop. We're building bridges. <laughs> she was like, don't take food from a Trump supporter. I was cracking up. So anyway, now we now we got we're sharing some Atkins, you know, something. I said, oh, it's pretty good. He said, it's good, huh? I said, yeah, it is. I said, I like the dark chocolate. He said, dark chocolate is my favorite. I said, oh, really? Dark chocolate is your favorite? He said, yeah. I said, okay. <laughs> so we were going back and forth, and we were talking. Um, and at the end, because he has a at the end, he has a dog that he was traveling with, and um, he was like, yo, I podcast, and I've been saying some crazy stuff. I said, I bet you do. <laughs> and I started, we're like chucking him, you know, I'm doing a little elbow with him. I said, yeah, I bet you do, huh? <laughs> I said, well, just remember, he said, well, you know, not every, not every black person, uh, rep, you know, represents all black people. Like, you know, there's different kind of black people all the time. I said, yeah, there is. He goes, you know, it's a different, there's people like Candace, there's people like so and so, there's people like you. He's like, it's just, not, it's just not, it's not, you know, it's not all bad black people. I said, that, that's true. That all black, black people are bad. I said, yeah. And I said, I can't really say that all Trump supporters aren't confused. And he started laughing. I said, I'm sorry, I just, you haven't convinced me yet. So I, I switched it on him. Because he thought I was trying to convince him. But I said, no, you haven't convinced me that Trump supporters aren't confused. And he started laughing. I said, all of this, you going back and forth and back and forth. I said, but I respect the fact that you here going back and forth with me. <laughs> he said, he said, well, you know, it's a fun conversation. I said, yeah, I, yeah, fun. We got different, different definitions. So anyway, so we're sitting here. 
Um, and by the end of the night, I, my, my daughter, very concerned, very concerned from the other aisle, was like, Mom, can't, don't you need to get some sleep? Like, it's, it's, don't you need to, like, re- relax and stop talking? So, in the middle of the conversation, though, it was super funny because the stewardess came and she had to shush us, y'all. Shush, I got shushed on the plane. Really, it was his loud ass. It was him. And he, and he jumped to it. He's like, oh, I talk loud. I got my mask on. I said, yeah. I said, it wasn't me. I, I was like, <laughs> don't, don't. So, anyway, so we were on the plane. He was good. It was fine. It was fine. It was a good trend transaction uh by the time we got off the plane uh you know he was like have a good trip you know and i was like good luck on your travels because he's gonna get in a car and he's not gonna rent a place he's gonna renovate a van and he's gonna travel all 50 states he's retired he's gonna travel all 50 states um so i said well good luck on your your trip i said i hope you and your dog are good because you're traveling with his dog i said i hope the dog is good down there don't worry he'll probably be fine you know, he said, oh, yeah, thank you so much. You know, have a good trip. It was nice meeting you. I said, it was nice meeting you, too. And we got off the plane. Now, this man, um, it was so predictable that he would be, um, I mean, he was a very typical Trump supporter. Like, all bark, no teeth, you know, that kind of thing. And I wasn't there to fight. I, I, I told y'all from the beginning, I did not go on that plane. I was hoping he would pass me by in the aisle. And I knew as soon as she said it, my intuition had already told me, this is going to be the guy you're going to be talking to for the next five hours. Um, we got on the plane at 10 o'clock at night. So five hours means five o'clock in the morning. And we were both very tired. But I, I have got to say to you that the, the conversation was funny. It was stupid. It was, it was um, enlightening to the ignorance. It was uh, just a, a, a very typical, it could have been on any kind of let's interview a Trump guy thing you know he didn't know anything about anything he didn't understand anything about anything he was following someone he thought would be able to bring him money as a business owner that's literally what he was saying but all the other stuff he was definitely willing to sell out all the black folks all the brown folks he was definitely the, the racism was not the breaking point for him the genocide is not a breaking point for him ice not a breaking point for him as long as this man could make him 12 percent more money he was fine with him doing all of the other stuff. He was even fine with him stealing, he literally said, stealing from me, from himself. He said he could steal money from me as long as I'm getting more percentage on the other side. Y'all, this is a morality situation. Now, I don't know who, how many of y'all follow me, uh, follow my Aisha Elliott page, but I had a whole like day's worth of commentary with another a black Republican who I know personally and I met him a good, uh, I'd have to say, 16 years ago in person. We dated. Um, he, it was, we, as soon as I found out he was a Republican, and uh, when we started talking more about politics, we would fight. And the relationship, of course, you know, was very short. So, black Republican in the military, uh, and he was saying basically the same thing. He was saying it's not the president's fault, it's more Congress. We got to vote Congress out, and then we will really have, you know, it'll be smooth sailing from here on out. Uh, you know, uh, the, the people who have an issue really have an issue with Congress. They don't understand politics. You need to read the Constitution more, blah, 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 blah. Uh, even in the Constitution conversation I had with my Trump homie over here uh, on the plane was, you know, we started talking about the Second Amendment and talking about health care and it was hilarious because everything he was saying I said so wouldn't that be beneficial if we had universal health care because he started talking about the mental health don't blame the guns blame mental health okay that's true let's not blame the guns because without someone being you know mentally ill maybe they would use the gun properly I get it so let's start talking about that you know and so I said so mental health I said you know how many people have mental health benefits how many people have a job for mental health uh, he said, well, you know what? Oh, my God, I forgot about this. You know what he said to me? He said, you know what? Everyone does have universal health care. I said, how is that? What are you talking about? What are you talking about, sir? <laughs> no, we don't. What are you talking about? He said, yeah, they do. You can just go right into the emergency room and get care. I said, what? I said, are you telling me that everyone should use the emergency room as their, their regular doctor? Yeah. Yeah, they won't, they won't, you won't die from, from, you won't, they won't um, kick you out. They have to take the med, they have to be able to treat you. I said, do you realize that the hospitals that, we're paying for the hospitals, go to the private hospitals. 
they will bill you. I said, do you realize that, that most people who are in debt and can't get out of debt are in debt due to medical bills? He said, no, I didn't know that. I said, yeah, they do bill you. You will be responsible for it. And plus, if you go into the emergency room for, for basic health care, you can't get mental health uh, care from there. I said, they don't see you. There's no counselors. Yes, you can. I said, are you talking about uh, submit, getting yourself uh, admitted to a mental health hospital? Yeah, you can do that. That's not the same as counseling or therapy. What are you talking about, Trump, sir? And I was just like, well, I don't understand. What are you? That's not true. And so we kept going back. We went back and forth. I said, you can't do that. I said, wouldn't it make more sense if we had universal health care so those people who are actually shooting up everything, like you're saying, oh, there's not that many people. There's enough, you know, and they're white. Aren't you concerned about your white people getting mental health so they don't, that they're not being blamed for all this tragedy? And he said, I think they should. And I think they should just check themselves into the mental health hospital. Yeah. So, you guys, this is what I'm trying to say. We don't really have a problem with hatred. We have a problem with ignorance that's feeding into hatred, right? Because it's ignorance. They don't know. I don't know the last time he ever talked to a black person. I don't know that he ever has had a full conversation about anything that he was talking about. And I'm not going to say that the conversation that we even had was a full conversation. But it was more of a conversation that I, could, I would put money on that he has had to give a different perspective. I know that we're all really like sick and tired like super sick and tired of the Trump supporters spewing out ignorance like they are. But after talking to this dude for literally three hours, I only slept two hours on our flight over here. Um, after talking to this dude for three hours, I realized that Trump supporters are just so ready to be able to, it's kind of like the kid in the class who never got all the answers right because they never studied, they never read, they didn't believe in the, st in the curriculum. And then the one time that something comes up and they're like, hey, Billy Joe, this is your time to say what you want to say. And he's like, oh, I can say whatever I want. Yes, you don't have to have any factual. You don't have to study. I just want you to be in front of the class and say whatever you want. So then they bring all the stuff they ever thought was true and they just sit up in front of the class and they just start talking, spewing out the side they neck and got nothing really to say, no facts. They didn't bring the point, bullet point because there ain't none. They didn't bring the statistics because he hadn't had time to make it up. He just out there talking. That's kind of what their he was like. And I want to say that's what the Trump supporters are like. I mean, these other people who are spilling off the, the, help, the hate and spilling off the, the ideas to be racist and to go beat and uh, beat and harass and terrorize black and brown people uh, in the name of Trump, in the name of Republican, in the name of, of white power, um, uh, is definitely there. But this dude, these Trump supporters that, that are, are these old, they're always the old guy with the, the golf shirt and the big fat belly. He wasn't fat anymore because his non-science Atkins got him you know, straight. But he, you know, the big bellies, and they oh, no, 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 no. They're like, oh, no, we want to talk to you because they're not racist. You know, so they'll sit down and have these, like, racist conversations with you, not understanding the perspective they're coming from doesn't make any sense. So I implore you, if you have the patience, you know, don't go asking Trump supporters nothing because you ain't going to get nowhere. But if you're in close proximity to a Trump supporter, let's try not to ignore each other. Like that was my first experience. That was my first direction. I was like, I'm gonna try to ignore his ass until I can get off this plane. Clearly, that didn't work out. But my Black Lives Matter and his American Trump, um, his American flag. You see how I just put the American flag synonymous with Trump? Y'all, it's a sickness. So, um, I would encourage if you are in close proximity, just to ask curious questions. Ask curious questions. Get them the, th I mean, you know, if you got the time and the energy, if you don't, don't, you know, don't engage in the racist terrorism. Don't engage with those folks. Don't. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that I think, I hope that our conversation for this Trump supporter was able to give him a little perspective or at least the idea that all libtards aren't, you know, in coming from the perspective in which he's coming from. I really do think or that, that he's fighting. I really do think that when I, I gave him the examples, just a different way of thinking about things, that you know, black folks and people who are supporting Black Lives Matter have a point, have a, an ability to see things that he may not be able to see because of his privilege. I didn't say privilege because that would have been a whole nother damn conversation. But I'm just saying that <laughs> uh, because of his perspective. 
is what I used instead of privilege. Um, is a lot of ways for you to get around the ignorance, the trigger words, just so that you can get information in, if you're trying. I don't recommend it. I'm just saying, if you're there, let's be, let's take the higher road, as Michelle and Barack so lo lovingly say. And how I say, I, I go about three fourths because, you know, my ancestors are still working on me. So, that's the whole thing. All I'm trying to say is that we had a conversation. I think it may have been enlightening. I did good service. I think my good deed for the week is done. <laughs> I think I'm good for my good deed, for my love, love thy brother or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I did what I could. Um, so anyway, I appreciate y'all. That was my story. Um, and I, I want to just say that I am uh, all the way disgusted with the gaslighting around Trump and his illness um, and the fact that us not praying or people not praying for his his good recovery is some sort of blasphemy I don't even know I'm throwing out shit I, I don't even you know I'm not with it all I'm saying is that what you're not gonna do is tell me I gotta be supportive of this ass who has been straight up threatening all the people who look just like me or or browner or or nappier or or uh, disabled or LGBTQ, you you gonna tell me I have to be pray prayers and, and thoughts and prayers? It's the same thoughts and prayers he gave when the the gun mass shooting. Oh wait, he didn't give prayers and thought thoughts and prayers to anybody. So I mean, you know, I don't wish death on people. That's not my aura. That's not my energy. I don't wish illness on people. That's not my aura and that's not my energy. But I'll be damned if I'm not gonna sit back and just let this happen. You ain't getting no prayers from me. You ain't getting no goodwill from me. You ain't getting nothing from me. There ain't no energy for me, from me, coming to him in any way around this COVID. I guess that is some energy. I guess that's like, do what you do, sir. Get that, get that Clorox. I suggest IV. You said it works best. You said it goes faster. I just want you to be empowered, okay? <laughs> that's how I feel. And anything other than that is gaslighting. Don't be asking people that he stepped, has his foot on our necks to, to then have some grace when he's sick. You've got to be kidding me. Don't even get, don't go there. Walk along. Be good. Be gone. Be, be blessed. Be whatever the hell you need to be. But don't be coming over here asking me, talking about, I'll you go ahead and, and delete me if you're not praying for the, the uh, we, I'm surprised we're still friends. Uh, we're not deleted yet. Dang, I haven't said enough. Maybe I need to say more so you can choose to go. You know? Because I, I don't have to put ill will. I'm not going to be fake. I'm not going to do that. I don't care. He, there's been too many people dead and dying. I am not about to give... If I, say I'm, I'm, if I say that I am praying for you, I am giving you energy. I don't have to give energy. That's a choice of love and respect. You aren't getting that from me. Sir, <laughs> you will not be getting prayers from this side of the world and my world. No. He do do what he does. I I'm not convinced he even has it. All the line his all the line he does. I'm not convinced. You know, what just happened in, uh with his with his uh debate, which I missed, thank God. You know, but I'm hearing all about it. I, I, I'm sure he'll want to embarrass himself another time. I don't know what he's doing, I don't really care. But don't ask me to pray for him. And don't and don't have an attitude when I say I'm not. Just keep going. Walk. Walk. This is personal. This is about morality. This is about values. You know, and like I said, the guy, the black Republican who was that I know, Sean, who was fighting with me on Facebook about the Second Amendment and about Congress being the problem and blah 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 blah. You know, that's the same thing I told him. I said, look, walk. Don't don't at me about none of that stuff. What you try to convince me for, you are embarrassing yourself as a black man. And, and trust I said those words. That's the truth. I give my energy to people I care for. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm talking to him because I know him. You know, but at the same time, you can't save everybody. This is 2020. You got to let some people go. That's what 2020 is teaching me. There's limits. You got to take what's valuable. What, 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 the 2020 said, what does it really mean to you? Take what you value with you. All this extra that we carry, all these excuses, all these extra directions, all this extra like, I got it, got it, got it. No. 2020 has stripped us.
Girl, y'all know I, I'm into, you know I'm into uh, astrology. So Pluto, it's like Capricorn, it's like strict. It's telling us, you take what, take what you value and what values you and keep marching. All this extra other stuff that we hold on to is not going to serve us well in 2021. This ain't over in 2020. You know, what we take with us from 2020 is going to serve us in 2021. So be careful about the energy that you spend and be careful about finding things that aren't that aren't necessary. You know, we need to look out for each other. There was a couple black men behind me um, while I was having this conversation with Trump supporter number 4,000. And um, we we sat there, and I and my daughter told me after we got off the plane that the, the black dude behind us, big old beautiful afro, uh, black dude behind us, he was listening to our conversation, and he was like shaking his head and nodding, shaking his head. He was like, every time you would talk, he'd be nodding. Every time he was shaking his head. He said one time, he said something, and the guy like tilted his head like, what are you talking about? It was hilarious. But I want to believe that in this conversation, I was protected because I had some men back there behind me that were looking for me. It didn't have to be men. It just was black folks who were looking for me. I want to say that I'm just going to assume that that's what it was. But I want to make sure that we all are doing that for each other. You know, I'm going to end this podcast on that note. Like, it doesn't have to be a fight. You hear someone talking. You hear someone being there. You know, it doesn't have to be. It just uh, having this conversation. You don't have to jump in and blah, 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 blah. Just be aware if when it goes astray that you step in and say no 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 we're not going there today y'all be each other's keepers like let's let's ha- let's let's be curious let's sit next to each other let's listen okay the conversation went well then we can move on the conversation goes bad we can step in and protect each other protection is very important right now awareness is very important right now people are being killed harassed and terrorized right now the people who are not, if you want to call yourself an ally, you want to call yourself a friend, you want to call yourself, you know, being woke, then be be aware of what other people are going through. Watch and listen. Be ready to assist. You don't have to jump in. Anybody ask you to be a hero. All I'm saying is be a friend. Be aware. Be ready. Ah, right. So this is Black Girl from Eugene. Thank you so much for being with me. Um, I hope to have a guest lined. I, I, I've been on, like I said, I was in Hawaii. We didn't have the guests, but not lined up. You've gotten me. I appreciate you. Um, I love doing this uh, with my guests. I love doing it by myself. I will definitely be here each week. Please support me on my Patreon. $5 a month makes all of the difference in the world. Um, and check out my YouTube. These videos get transferred over to YouTube. Uh, Patreon will start having some, uh, I keep saying this, but we are going to start, I'm trying to think of content, um, to start having some private videos just for my Patreon folks that are completely different than this. YouTube has these videos and a little bit more. Um, I definitely have, check out my link tree, check out my website. I'm doing anti-racism conversations. I'm available for talks. I'm available for all kinds of stuff. So reach out, DM me, check out my, uh, my webpage and hit me up there. And with all of that, uh, I am going to check out the comments here, but uh, Black Girl from Eugene, and uh, we are out.